If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you have hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much gain. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We are asked to do something incredibly difficult in today's scripture. And it doesn't always seem difficult. It's when we really try to put it into action that it starts to be difficult. Be merciful. Just as your father is merciful. When I hear those words, It makes me think that God's mercy is so great and God can forgive anything. And I'm supposed to show that same kind of mercy to everyone. That is hard. That is really hard. And I start to think, how can I start to show that mercy? What can I do? How can I show that mercy if I have trouble showing that mercy to myself? And I'm reminded of a prayer put to song. Kyrie eleison. Lord, have mercy. Now it's not often that I can find Greek in a song that reaches the top of the billboard charts. But this song from my childhood crept into my mind while I was thinking, and it stuck there for a while. And it's because the whole song is, in essence, a prayer. When I was young, I thought of growing old. Of what my life would mean to me. Would I have followed down my chosen road? Or only wished that I could be? Kyrie eleison. Down the road that I must travel. Those words translate to Lord have mercy. And so the repeated prayer throughout this song. Lord, have mercy down the road that I must travel. Lord, have mercy through the darkness of the night. Lord, have mercy where I'm going, will you follow? Lord, have mercy on a highway in the light. 
I thought about that plea. That cry of null things, Lord have mercy. Be it down the road that I must travel, be it in the darkness of the night, be it on a highway of light, wherever I'm going, Lord have mercy. It reminded me of how we are called to be in constant prayer. We're called to be in constant prayer because we are in constant need of mercy. Because we're constantly making mistakes. And boy, that is, that's hard to admit. It's hard to admit because we like to think that we're doing pretty well. But you know what? My thoughts betray my heart faster than I have control over. Somebody pulls out in front of me in traffic before I can think, oh, maybe they didn't see me. Maybe they were distracted. Maybe something was going on and they didn't notice. But my first thought usually isn't of compassion and of mercy. I'll leave it to your imaginations what that first thought is. But you know, it's those little things. Those little things that we go, well, I messed that up. But that's okay. It's just, it's a little thing. I'll throw it over here in this pile. It's okay. I've got this pile of big things that I've messed up, and I'm going to sort through those, because I know that I'm going to sort through these big things I've messed up so that God can have mercy on me, and I can have mercy because he's shown me mercy. And so we sit there staring at this pile of things that we know are big things that we've messed up. And one by one, we sort through them, and the whole time, we're flicking all these little problems off to the side. And we start whittling down our pile, and we go, oh, I'm almost to the bottom, and we look over. And there we have a giant stack of little mistakes. Little mistakes that for some reason we didn't think we needed to seek God's mercy for. For some reason we thought we didn't need to say, Lord, I made a mistake and I'm sorry and have mercy on me, a sinner. We get so caught up in the things that we think are the important big things that we let all these little things pile up around us. And the problem is when we let these little things pile up around us, when we're not asking God for that mercy and being constantly reminded that we need this mercy so that we can show mercy, not only do we get distracted to the little things, but we get distracted by the ones that we don't even realize we have done. Those mistakes that we have made that have hurt somebody when we didn't even realize that we had done it. We let all those little things pile up around us that we are trying to wade through all of our little mistakes and we don't even see the ones going on behind our backs. But we're called to seek that mercy. And we're called to seek that mercy because we need that mercy, but we're called to seek that mercy as well because we are called to show mercy. Just as Christ says, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. And we know that mercy is a big thing because Christ speaks of it constantly. That when he's asked, 
Who is my neighbor? He says, who is it that you think is your neighbor? Well, the one who showed mercy. Then go and do likewise. We show mercy because it's a way of showing that we care. We show mercy because it's a way of forgiving. We show mercy because it shows that we understand that other people make mistakes. We seek mercy because we know that we make mistakes. But we seek mercy because we know that God can help us fix those mistakes. We seek mercy because we are striving for perfection. I know I'm not there. I know I'm not there because I'm still here. I know I'm not there because I know I could rattle off about a half a dozen things off the top of my head this morning that I have to seek mercy for. I could say, does that make me a bad person? No. No, it makes me a person. That's what it makes me. It means that if something gets thrown and I lose my temper, even just for a moment, I let that anger get the best of me. And I turn to God and I say, Lord, have mercy. Help me find peace in chaos. I go to the bathroom and I find there's no toilet paper and I have that flash of frustration. I say, Lord, have mercy. I know I have done the same. Help me to be patient and understanding. And it's that idea that we're in constant prayer because we're in a constant struggle, seeking that perfection in Christ. That every mercy we seek is another way that Christ can help mold us and make us. That if I seek mercy because I was angry, then maybe next time God will help me to find peace in that same situation. That next time, instead of losing my temper, I will say, it's okay. It's okay. And that God shows me that mercy so that I can show mercy. It also means apologizing. And you know, apologizing is hard enough on its own. But apologizing is a way of showing mercy. Sometimes it's hard to say, I was wrong. A lot of times it's hard to say, I was wrong. But I know that I have been wrong. And if I don't apologize, then it sits over here festering, waiting to spring back on me. Whispering in my ear, you know, you should have said sorry. Because you know you were wrong. But you know, that's not even the hardest apology to give. The hardest apology to give... I think it's apologizing for things that we aren't sure we've done wrong. You might ask, why should I apologize for something that I didn't do? Why should I apologize for something I didn't even know I did? 
Why should I apologize if I didn't think I did anything wrong? That's because mercy has the power to heal. Because I am sorry. I am sorry to each and every one of you. I am sorry for anybody that has ever hurt you. I am sorry for anyone who has ever caused you pain. I am sorry for anybody that has ever done anything that left you hurt. That left a scar. That left a mark emotionally. And I'm sorry if I have ever done anything that made that worse. And I'm sorry if I said something that I didn't realize was hurtful. And I pray for forgiveness. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. I've had people ask how I can apologize for somebody else. And the answer is simple. It's because not only do I want to extend mercy to each and every one of you, but I want to extend mercy to the people that have done these things, that may not realize they have ever done these things. That I want to extend that mercy that they might be forgiven, that you might be able to forgive people that you have had trouble forgiving. Because I seek mercy on their behalf. Because Christ calls me to be merciful. But why do I seek forgiveness for things I'm not even sure I've done wrong? I've had people tell me after I've apologized to them, if I offended them in some way, that something I said hurt them, and they say, no, I'm fine, but why did you apologize? And it's for a simple reason. I would rather show mercy and give an apology that was not needed than to withhold that mercy and not apologize for a wrong that I have done. I would rather be a penitent man who seeks forgiveness for sins he may not have committed than to be an arrogant one that doesn't seek forgiveness for the sins he has. And this doesn't mean that I sit around beating myself up day in and day out, going, oh, I'm a sinner. I'm never going to get any better. I'm a sinner. All I can do is hurt people. I should never do anything. Because I know it's not true. I know mercy is just part of it. Mercy is what helps me grow as an individual to learn from my mistakes, to be able to grow past and to be able to grow in perfection with Christ, that every day I can find something new that maybe I won't hurt people with that same way again. That maybe next time I will find a way to help people in that same situation. And maybe, just maybe, that mercy that I have shown will help others find mercy 
in their own lives. Especially with those I disagree with. We get into our heads that we have to agree with people before we can start showing love and mercy. That they have to agree with us as to some sort of ground rules before we can start caring for one another. That if we don't care about the same things, then we certainly can't care for each other. But if you love those who love you, what's the point? If you only do good to those who do good to you, what's the point? When Christ says these things, he's not saying that we shouldn't show love and kindness and mercy to those who show us love and kindness and mercy. But he's saying if those are the only people we do it to, what good is it? What good is it to me if I proclaim the word only to people who have already heard the word? What good is it if I love people who already know they are loved? And only them. How am I fulfilling my calling? To be a disciple of Jesus Christ if I won't reach out beyond other people who have heard that call? I can't. Love your enemies. Do good. Lend without expecting anything in return. Have mercy. Because we seek mercy. And you know, each and every day that we do this, each and every day that we strive to do a little better, that we remember God in everything we do. We start showing those little mercies. And it's those little mercies that build up. And they become those big acts of mercy. Every time somebody offers to take the shopping cart back up to the store so that I don't have to cart two little boys back up to the store and back out to the car just so I can make sure that cart is put away, that's a mercy I'm thankful for. Yes, it may be small. Yes, it may have just been a minor convenience for me. But you know what? God was merciful and put someone there to help me. If I start trying to erase God out of that equation, I stop seeing the good that God does everywhere I go. I don't see the mercy that when I turn my head for a moment to pick up something that Holland's thrown and see that Simon had decided to try to take off and the nice person says, hey there, you need to stop. They could have watched him run by. They could have shook their head at me and gone, parents, they just can't keep control of their kids. But there's mercy. You know, sometimes we look past these little acts of mercy. These little acts to say, you know what, sometimes these things happen. But God is there. 
And God is there to say, I understand. God's also there every time that we reach out to someone. Especially those who have been hurt. Especially those who have been hurt by the church. I know for years it was hard for me to seek God's mercy because I had been to places where mercy was not at the forefront of the message. Judgment was. Anger was. Repent or be doomed. Because you're doing everything wrong. The young man, that was the message I had been given. Your life is being lived in the wrong way. And you can't belong with us until you try to get it right. I found no mercy. And they made it hard to show mercy. I think back on that because I feel it's so important that we have to look to people who have been hurt by the church and to be willing to say, I know that I've got brothers and sisters in Christ that forget about mercy. Lord, have mercy on them. And Lord, help me to help those who have been hurt to heal. Let them know that we do have mercy. Because I know that I'm the only one who knows all the mistakes I've made. People may know some of them, but only I know every time that my heart has been betrayed by my mind. Every time that my thoughts betray my actions, and every time my actions betray my thoughts, I know it and God knows it. We may be the only two. But two's enough to have a conversation about it. Two's enough to work it out and figure out that there's something wrong that needs to be fixed. But if I know all of those things and know that God still has mercy for me, even with all the things that I've done, even with all the things that I'm going to do tomorrow, that still Christ asks me of all people, to be merciful. Because God was merciful to me. It means I have to be willing to show mercy to those who have been hurt. Because I never want somebody to walk away feeling like God's mercy isn't there for them. I never want anyone to walk away feeling like God's love isn't available to them. Because it's one more thing that I'll have to turn to God and say, Lord, have mercy. I didn't try hard enough to reach out to your children.
And so it leaves me with a question. A question for each and every one of us. Lord, have mercy. Where I'm going, will you follow? Because I'm going to see my Father. Because I know my Father is waiting for me. With love and mercy and grace and kindness. But the question is, am I going there alone? Or am I stopping and picking up every person I can along the way to let them know they can come home too? So we ask, Lord, have mercy. Where I'm going, will you follow? Amen.